Another day, another high school recruit offered. We'll talk about the latest player to receive a scholarship offer from Michael Woodson and his staff. Plus, we have some concrete evidence about how big of a player the Hoosiers are in NIL in basketball. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you for making us your first listen, your first watch every single day. want to thank you. We cleared 1,000 subscribers uh, last night. Yesterday, as we posted the episode, we went north of 1,000 subscribers. Huge Huge shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys a ton for that. Keep subscribing though. Ain't nothing's going to stop you now. Hoosiers have been super busy when it comes to high school recruiting. And uh, after I finished recording Tuesday's episode, I offered another player. So let's talk about who that is. 2024 wing, Anor Boatang. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that first name right. A-N-N-O-R. Anor is how I'm guessing it's pronounced he's gonna fit the same bill that we've been kind of seeing when it comes to wings with the hoosiers he's listed at six five small forward 205 pounds we mentioned kind of that six 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 five to six seven type of wing even six eight type of wing the hoosiers are after 247 sports has him as or has him as the number 40 prospect in the country for the 2024 class, their composite ranking, which is kind of the, as I always say, just the average of where he's ranked everywhere, has the, has him at number 25. So a top 40, possibly higher level recruit the Hoosiers have offered here. Everybody up to this point, Indiana had offered over kind of the weekend into this week had been at the Nike EYBL circuit. Uh, Boateng was at the Adidas three SSB. I don't know what that means. He was on the Adidas circuit though. Uh, and so this is the first Adidas uh, person that the Hoosiers have offered. Brian Walsh and Jordan Halls were the two that watched him over the weekend and offered him. I believe Jordan Halls was out recruiting in place of Mike Woodson as he recovers from his knee surgery. Uh, So those were the two that saw Boateng and eventually offered him. Interesting note, I don't know how much it really means. Uh, Boateng is from Little Rock. That is where Kalel Ware is from. Little Rock is not exactly a hotbed of basketball talent. I don't know if these two know each other. Uh, they didn't go to the same school. Ware went to North Little Rock. Boateng went to Little Rock or goes to Little Rock Central. But being that they're both from Little Rock, I'm sure I'm sure they're aware of one another. We'll see. Maybe Ware is willing and able to recruit him to Bloomington if he makes a, a visit on campus. So worth noting, it could become something. It may not be anything, but worth noting. Your scouting report from Trevor Andershock at 247 Sports is as follows. 
The 2024 wing is known as a slasher, rebounder, and defender. Boateng plays hard, and the intangibles are strong on and off the court. He does not look for his outside shot much, but Boateng's form projects decently. While his work ethic and mind, or with his work ethic and mindset, there's an expectation that his shooting will progress as he moves through the basketball ranks. Uh, he fits the molds of 2024 guards and wings Indiana's pursuing. Big, strong, defends at a high level, and will be ready to contribute early in his collegiate career. In 15 games, tracked by Cerebrosports.com, Boateng averages two steals per contest. There's little doubt that Boateng will be a high-level defender in college with his competitiveness and physical tools. There's a lot of like words and buzzwords and whatnot in here that we've heard with all these guys we've mentioned in the last two, three episodes, four episodes when talking about players the Hoosiers have offered. Uh, slasher, we've heard that a lot. Guys that get to the rim. Defender, we've heard that a lot. Uh, a wing, uh, just talking about how good of an athlete he is that may not have much of an outside shot. Indiana seems, and this might just be a small sample size, this is ultimately just a handful of guys in the past couple days, but they seem to believe, maybe not believe, they seem to prioritize athleticism and kind of those defensive uh, skills and maybe some intangibles over outside shooting in the, in these wings at least. Because a lot of them that we've mentioned uh, have discussed how the, the offense is a work in progress. And maybe they feel like if you're athletic, if you're a good defender, we can get you on campus and we can get you in the gym and we can teach you how to shoot. That's probably easier than getting a shooter on campus and teaching him how to defend and become an elite athlete or a top athlete. In that sense, it makes sense that they're recruiting the athletes and trying to mold them into a shooter or at least more of an offensive threat because uh, we discussed this with some of the players we even mentioned on Tuesday's show. Uh, it sounds like the, these guys can contribute at a high level defensively, but there's going to be some questions about how they contribute offensively. And hey, maybe Indiana sees it as we'll bring in some athletes, some defenders, in the or as high school recruits and maybe they'll uh prioritize shooting and more offense with the transfer portal these got to kind of go hand in hand at this point you got to recruit both of them and if you perhaps you have one mindset for what you want out of high school players and another mindset out of what you want from kids in the transfer portal this is just me kind of uh guessing and inferring a little bit just based off the trend we've seen from this weekend, they're throwing a lot of offers out there. And if nothing else, it is repeatedly to wings who can come in and bring athleticism. And I would venture to say, based on how, who IU is recruiting, the type of players, Mike Woodson probably wants to play fast. He wants to get up and down. He wants to have a lot of guys who can do multiple things and just kind of overwhelm teams with athleticism based again, based on who they're recruiting, based on who they're trying to bring in, in the transfer portal, uh, that may, there's some, uh, there's, I think that makes sense. There's some validity to that is what I was trying to say. We'll see though. I mean, I, I obviously I use offense is going to look a lot different than what it did, uh, this past season. 
how much of that he'll be able to implement, how fa- how much faster they're going to be able to play, things like that. We will see. But Boateng definitely fits a type of prospect the Hoosiers have been pursuing. On the note of kind of transfer portal recruiting and uh, in that regard and whatnot, NIL is obviously a big deal when it comes to the transfer portal, when it comes to college athletics now. There's a poll released last week, not a poll, a graphic that was released last week that shows just how prominent the Hoosiers are when it comes to NIL. So we'll talk about that and what that means for the Hoosiers here in just a moment. Before we do that, I almost forgot. Uh, we need to tell you guys about Built. Uh, Built Bar, you guys remember last week we were teasing their new announcement. It is Bite Size Puffs over at Built.com. Now that you needed another reason to go to Built, it's actually good. Uh, the, this isn't a catch. It's healthy and it tastes amazing. It's covered in 100% real dark chocolate. There is no catch here. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, uh, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. But they come in so many amazing flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. And the best part is you can order them on Built. You can find what you want, order them, wait on it to arrive. Or you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club and buy them in store. Save that shipping time. You're probably going to go to Walmart in the next couple days anyway. Head on over, pick up some Built Bars while you're at it. If you're close to Sam's Club, it's a 13-bar box. If you're close to Walmart, it's a 4-bar box. Uh, be sure to head on over there today, head to built.com, wherever it may be, pick up some built bars or some bite-sized puffs and thank me later. Big shout out to you guys again for making us your first listen and for getting us over a thousand subscribers. I really, really appreciate that. Make sure you guys check out locked on NFL, uh, locked on's NFL mock draft special. Uh, it's here bigger than ever. The draft is tomorrow. I'm sure you guys are excited for that. So you can follow along all 32 teams first pick in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only locked on can deliver. All episodes are available now on locked on NFL draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. IU, I think we all kind of knew IU was a big player when it came to NIL, but we have some hard evidence to show that now. What I would say is we see a lot of this stuff as I bring this uh, this up. Another reason you guys should tune into the YouTube. Uh, I've been trying to use more and more stuff. Uh, specific to YouTube, pulling up some of these graphics and things like that. We, What I know is that a lot of the numbers reported, especially, uh, I believe the site's one.com, they throw out these very specific numbers that um, they, it doesn't sound like those are accurate. What I can tell you is accurate is this graphic. This is the NIL store. Some of you guys may have went there. Some of you guys may have heard of it. This is literally the place that sells like the shirts. If you remember earlier in the women's basketball season when Terry Morin had on the Grace Burger sweatshirt and it was a really cool story right after Grace got hurt, that that's from NIL Store and Campus Inc. So this you can trust. 
This is a graphic of the basketball players uh, during March Madness, the top 10 in commissioned earned. You're going to see some familiar names here. Number one was Angel Reese. Hats off to her. She's awesome. Um, Deserved number one. By all accounts, her kind of NIL, NIL value has skyrocketed. Awesome for her. Uh, Indiana or at number five for Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis. Not a shock there. As popular of a player as IU's had in a really long time. Uh, number eight, Grace Berger. Over any of the other men's basketball players, Grace Berger was number eight, which is a little surprising consider how quickly IU went out um, of the tournament. But nonetheless, everybody still. Maybe they were sad and ordered some Grace Berger merch. I wouldn't blame them. Uh, and then number nine is Jalen Hood Shafino. What I would say is that, uh, and we'll look at this. We have both male and female. We'll look at here in a minute. But I think what you can take away from this is that there's probably some sort of correlation between making a run in the tournament and like making more NIL money. Angel Reese. Them making the run to the title, that's, with all due respect to her, that's why she's this high on the list. Like, as much as everybody wanted to debate her uh, trash-talking Caitlin Clark, that goes viral. Those types of moments happen, and people go and buy her stuff on the NIL store, and voila, she's the number one earner in commission for March Madness. Uh, her teammate, Flo J. Johnson... Flauje, I, I can't remember how to pronounce that. She's number four on this list. Uh, then you have San Diego State, Lamont Butler. Obviously, San Diego State's run was wild, and I would venture to say he probably was not number six in the months leading up to March Madness. Uh, Donovan Klingen with UConn also on this list. Virginia Tech being a one seed, Elizabeth Kitley on this list. I think there is a correlation between uh, making a run in the tournament and earning this type of NIL money. We have both the men's and a women's specifically that we can take a look at as well, uh, which I think kind of furthers this point. Um, if we take a look at the men's side, obviously Zach Eadie's number one, as you just saw. In the last graphic, he was a top male listed. Trace is number two. Lamont Butler, three. Klingon, four. Jalen, five. Mason Gillis of Purdue is six. But then you have Trey Galloway, seven. Three Hoosiers in the top seven. Uh, very interestingly, Jalen Pickett at number eight for Penn State. Braden Smith at number nine. Boo Booey at number ten. Look, that is a lot of Big Ten uh, players on this list. Edie. TJD, Jalen, Gillis, Galloway, Pickett, Smith, and Boo Booey. That is eight of those ten guys are from the Big Ten. And six of those guys, or five of those guys, excuse me, are from, or yeah, no, six. I can't do math. Three from Purdue, three from Indiana. So, uh, Indiana, it just means more. I kind of joke about that. But, look, San, again, San Diego State, UConn making those runs that they did. Penn State got crazy hot. And March Madness, maybe that led to Jalen Pickett being uh, on this list. He's also just a really good player. Same with Boo Booey and Northwestern. They were really, or they were good this season. Everybody knows how devoted Northwestern's fan base is. 
for better and for worse. I think it's more no, uh, noticeable on the women's side, maybe. Angel Reese, we mentioned. Yukon is all over this. My word is Yukon just a machine. <laughs> they have second, sixth, eighth, and ninth. Paige Beckers is on this list, and I don't think she played a single second this season. I'm pretty sure she was injured before the season. So, okay. Uh, Grace Berger, number four on this list. Mackenzie Holmes, number seven on this list. Uh, you also have a Purdue player, Jayla Smith, at number 10. Look, there were 20 people listed between these two lists, and five of them were Hoosiers. Uh, Indiana Hoosiers, specifically. Not just players from uh, Indiana Five of them were Indiana Hoosiers. That is worth noting. Also worth noting is that Caitlin Clark isn't on this list, which is interesting. I don't know if she doesn't have stuff with the NIL store. My guess would be that's what it is because I would imagine there's next to no way she wouldn't be on this list. Like everybody was talking about her. If I had to guess, I would say she's not on the NIL store. I can try to look as we're live, but... That's worth noting, and if she's not, I would imagine that everybody is going to want to change that <laughs> moving forward. Um, she's not on the NIL. I was not on the NIL store, so that's why she wasn't on there. Fair enough, but Hoosiers are all over this. That matters. That matters a lot, especially as you're starting to recruit especially players, I think, in the transfer portal, you can point to numbers like this and say this, like, it's bigger in Indiana. You can be a great player at X school, Y school, whatever. Come to Indiana. I mean, there were, you can be a role player like Trey Galloway was, with all due respect, and still be one of the top earners. So, I think this is something Indiana can use to its advantage. I want to talk a little bit more about that here in just one moment. So it, one of my biggest takeaways just in general is just how, how Indiana's all over this list. Like, I was really surprised by Trey Galloway being on this list. I wasn't surprised TJD or Jalen hood Shafino were on this list. Uh, and that both were top five. They were both really popular players. Trey being seventh was a little surprising. Grace being the highest player for the Hoosiers was a little surprising. Mackenzie Holmes is going to be really high on that list. Sydney Parrish is going to be really high on that list next season. I'm a little surprised she wasn't on this one. She's going to be really high on that list next season. But again, this is the stuff that you can show to high school recruits, to um, transfer portal recruits, and say, look, I we have a big, devoted fan base. You come here, you partner with us, you partner with the NIL store, you put some merch up there, and you're going to make bank. Just by being an Indiana Hoosier, you're going to make some money. Officially, coaches can't say that when they're recruiting. They can't say we we guarantee you NIL deals or we I'm not I think there's it's supposed to be pretty strict. They're not talking about NIL, but like it's not hard to find this graphic, especially if a coach tweets it or quote tweets it or stuff like that. Maybe sends it in a text. I, I don't know 
what you can and can't get away with, but this stuff is mentioned when it comes to NIL. Like this is this is discussed and, and recruits see this. That's also not even taking into account other NIL opportunities uh, that are obviously available. This is through one specific store, one specific outlet. There are other NIL opportunities available that you're going to be making a lot of money from. And all of that is why IU is a major player when it comes to the NIL race in basketball. Not just men's basketball, men's and women's basketball both. If I had to guess, I would say UConn's probably the cash cow, uh, figuratively, maybe literally, I guess, when it comes to women's basketball. And there are probably a couple others, but IU is going is I think quickly going up those rankings just because of the fan base it has. Like this IU fan base has been ignited by the women's basketball team, and they're gonna start pouring resources into it just like they do the men's team. The men's team, I would say, I don't have anything to back this up on, just kind of feel. You're probably top 15, certainly top 20, maybe top 10 in terms of NIL. And that's really big, obviously, specific to this upcoming season. If Trace and Jalen were, uh, what, second and fifth on that list, and the money they're making from other places... You have a lot of NIL money you could throw around. And so that's why I think IU might have been going after some of the bigger names in the portal. Also because, like, obviously what comes first is what they can do on the basketball court. But NIL is a factor. If you're a school that is good but doesn't have NIL backing, I don't know how much of a discussion some of these bigger names are going to have with you because that's a huge part of the game now. Fortunately, when it comes to basketball, IU appears to be at the forefront of that. They are a program that has embraced it, a fan base more so that has embraced it, and understands the importance. Now, all of this only applies to basketball. Football is miles behind in NIL. It's improving a little bit, but... They are so far behind in NIL. And that's just kind of how I think it's going to be with with IU. We've discussed this. Tom Allen's discussed this. IU is going to... What I imagine is going to happen in football is IU is going to uh, have players that might get big and then they're going to start being recruited by other schools and even harder than they are now. Because IU just doesn't have the NIL opportunities that these other schools have when it comes to football. That's the bed we've kind of made, and we've discussed this at at large or at length, I should say. Um, earlier in the year, it's a it's a cycle of fans not wanting to put money into a program that continually is failing. That then the athletic department doesn't want to back it, and so on and so forth. IU football is falling well behind. They, it's not like they are very far behind. The trade-off for that is that basketball is really high up there. I would imagine uh, that's what IU fans want, care about more. I mean, clearly, that's what the money is literally showing you that. That's fine. Um, 
I would say to those of you that are football fans, you're just going to have to kind of live with that. I'm someone that supports a football team. For those of you that have joined in the last two, three months, we haven't talked about IU football because you guys want to hear about basketball, and that, again, makes a point. But we're going to have to kind of accept the football team is going to fall further and further behind in this NIL race, but the basketball team is going to stay up there with the best of them. So it kind of feels like one of those discussions of the haves and the have-nots. The have-nots are going to fall further and further behind, and that's what IU football is. The haves are going to stretch out that lead, and that's what IU basketball is. It's an interesting dichotomy to have in the same, um, in the, on the same campus. Two so drastically different programs or sports, really. It's men's and women's basketball and football. So drastically different. It is a very interesting dichotomy, but I mean, this has always been a basketball state, always been a basketball school. I, it doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. And I think this is going to matter when I use recruiting transfer uh, in the transfer portal. I don't really know how much it impacts high school recruiting. I don't know that anybody really knows that yet, but we'll find out. Maybe it helps in that regard as well. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day or uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll bring you the latest transfer news. Probably another recruit <laughs> offered. But if none of that happens, we're going to start doing season recaps on not just Trace and Grace Berger. We're going to start doing them on the whole team uh, if there is no more transfer rumors. So be on the lookout for that. Possibly tomorrow. We're kind of playing it by ear with the transfer news. But possibly tomorrow certainly here in the near future. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating interview, all that great stuff. As always, guys, I hope all of you have a terrific Wednesday. And most importantly, Elio.